Hi, it's Milton. For those of you who've been with the podcast for a while, you may recall that when we started the podcast, we said it was based on the soon-to-be-released book, I Don't Need an Acting Class. Well, a year and a half later, the soon-to-be-released book is going to be released. It hits the bookshelves on the 1st of November, and you can pre-order it now from your local bookshop, or wherever you buy books online. I Don't Need an Acting Class is brought to you by WeAudition.com. And what I'm realizing is it's so much more than just a place where you can put yourself on tape or rehearse with a reader. There is a link called Actor Meditations. I mean, there's literally a meditation to be listened to right before you walk into the audition room. If you subscribe and you use the code acting class, get 25% off. It's normally $10 a month. But again, use the code acting class and get 25% off. So check it out. Weaudition.com. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. Teos started working on Lewis in Angels in America this morning uh, because eventually I'd like him to do the scene with Greg. Teo was having difficulty and he kind of did what Wesley did, which is not read the whole play first, but go through and read all of his scenes before he read the play so he could just figure out what context he was in. But he said he was having difficulty figuring out how someone who had been in a relationship with somebody for four years could leave him when he needs him. And it was a Teo issue. And, you know, Caleb had a subtler problem with it, which I wrote all of you about in the email, which had to do with the fact that He's working on Joe, who went to work for Roy Cohn. And, of course, everyone we, we know thinks Roy Cohn was an asshole. So it's like it's very difficult to work on a character when you have your own opinions about those people. And this is really interesting because I was thinking about it earlier today, and it reminded me when I was directing Waiting for Lefty at Yale, and the girl playing Edna, and the whole scene with Edna is Joe comes home, he hasn't made any money, they've taken away all the furniture, and I can't remember the girl, she was just fabulous, and she looked at me and she said, I'm sorry, can I just say, if a guy can't carry his weight in the house, I'm out of here. And I, and I realized the problem of directing a play by Clifford Odette in, you know, the early days of this century because of the way people have changed their mentality. So what it made me realize, one of the problems that we have as actors is that we have lost an expansive sense of what is a human being. 
we have difficulty. And, and you know, it, it's like we have it in our lives all the time. There are all these people that refuse to be vaccinated, and we have an opinion about them. There are all these people in other parts of the country who believe this and who believe this, and we have an opinion about them. Most of us don't have to play these these characters, and so it doesn't occur to us to come up with their point of view, but it's like we spend our lives having certain prejudices. So when I say to you, you know, you should come to a character without any prejudices, it's more difficult than I think it is because we kind of have built-in issues that begin to get in the way of us working on a character. So uh, it, it just hit me I'm, it, that I'm trying to figure out how we keep fighting this idea that it's not about my opinion, it's the character. It's not about how I see the world, but it's how the character sees the world. And in Caleb's case, even though he was looking at how I would think about working for Roy Cohen, as opposed to how Joe would think about working for Roy Cohen, in working on how Joe would feel about it, he still had Caleb there. He still had put on Joe Caleb's opinion of Roy Cohn, which is that this is a sleaze bag. And so he, do you see what I mean? It's such a subtle thing, but it's just, it's one of those areas where we have to be very, very careful when we start working on characters that we kind of pull back from our own prejudices and our own opinions and our own issues, because otherwise we can't get to how does this person see the world? How does this person live in the world? How does this person view the world? Does that even remotely make sense? I mean, you see what an easy problem it is. You don't even know when it slips in, though. I yeah, that's the problem. After. I know. You're, you're reading the script with the prejudice in your head. Like, <laughs> so even reading the lines, you're like, oh, what a fucking dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, no, it, it, it really is. It really slips in. Now, certain things, as you know, one of my favorite lines that Greg ever did in a play of mine was in the play Good, when he says to the lead character, I mean, don't you just think the world is better without Jews? And the thing about it is, a statement like that is so ridiculous that it's oddly enough easier to get to. You know, it's like, you know what you're playing. You're playing a young, enthusiastic student who's excited about the book burnings and excited about getting rid of the Jews in Berlin. I mean, it's just like, it's so absurd that it's almost easier to get to. Where it becomes very, very subtle is the girl at Yale who who has difficulty playing the wife of a man who can't make enough money to pay rent. 
because she grew up in a generation that, man, if the dude can't pay the rent, she's out of there and taking care of herself. So, I mean, that's where it gets to be a really subtle thing. But that's what was happening with Caleb. And Teo is still having that problem. I mean, and if you look at the plot, you know, this is somebody, they've been together for four years. He finds out he has AIDS and he can't deal with it. Now, we started watching that movie Longtime Companion because I wanted him to see what everyone knew about that and the difficulty of putting up with it. But you you see, sometimes you have to really dig. We really dig through, Can are you the sort of person that can watch somebody disintegrate into nothing? Is that something you can or cannot do? I mean, you're inventing somebody who, if somebody vomits, you vomit. If somebody messes themselves in the bed, you vomit. You know, you you try to find that point of view to get into how how could that happen? How how could how could that possibly happen? Then you go through another thing, which is he starts having an affair with Joe almost immediately. Now I have another issue to deal with. And all of these are issues, some of them more difficult than others, but these are all issues that you must own in order to, as Robert De Niro would say, earn this part. I mean, Caleb's problem when he was doing it was he was still building how the character is different from him from his point of view. And so in deciding because you think Roy Cohn is an asshole that what you're doing is building what he would think working for an asshole. You're forcing his relationship to Roy Cohn. If I said, so what does he think it's like working for Roy Cohn? You have to like lose your feeling that Roy Cohn's an asshole. Does that make sense? What I'm saying is a problem. I know what you're saying, Milton, that we have to be neutral and then start working towards that character. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes. It's really, really hard. I mean, I happen to be fascinated with human behavior. I have some of the weirdest lectures you've ever heard. I, I, I have a study of that came out that the government put out about 10 years ago that hadn't, that they just released. And it was a study that was done during World War II about what to do with Germany after they lose the war. And this was a study the U.S. government did in about 1942. And it was all of these experts. And part of it was the mentality of the German people who would follow someone like Hitler. And it was just like a real analysis of if you have people who will follow Hitler and then what happens when we beat Hitler, what do we do with these people? I mean, it was just such an interesting study. I find all that fascinating. It's actually the reason that at Five Towns, I I kept saying to them, people should take sociology because the study of human beings is really, really interesting and really vital to actors. 
at any rate, I mean, it's it's just I I think just one of the things that we have to become aware of all the time is how interesting human beings are, and that that particular study of how interesting human beings are is part of leading us to the complexity of a character, and so you have to build it from another point of view. I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music provided by Jeffrey Keezer Trio, May This Be Love, from their album On My Way to You. Uh, if you have a question for Milton, please feel free to send your email to questionsformilton at gmail.com. That's questionsformilton at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at I Don't Need an Acting Class. And please subscribe, rate, and review. It's all we ask. It's all we ask. We don't do Patreon. We're not begging you for money. All we ask is that if you like the podcast, if you're getting stuff out of it, you subscribe and you rate and you review it. I can't tell you how much that would mean to us. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you back here next week. 